Welcome to Beyond the Box podcast. The mission of Fairway Cares is to send hope, courage, strength, and love to those facing critical illness, loss of a loved one, or sustained physical trauma through care packages. May you be inspired through these stories as we journey beyond the box. I'm your host, Sherry Anderson, CEO of Fairway Cares, and today my guest is Trevor Higgins. He resides in Charlotte, North Carolina with his wife, Stephanie, of nine years and his three adorable daughters. He is very much involved in his church and also leading by example for his family in making service very important as they they serve together as a family. He is a branch sales manager for Fairway Mortgage and also a Fairway Cares champion. Welcome to you, Trevor. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's great to be here. Well, it's so fun to get a chance to sit down and visit and already I'm learning so much about about you. But let's start with Fairway and how long have you been with Fairway and what brought you to Fairway? Yeah, great question. So it'll actually be five years in January um, that we've been here. And what brought me to Fairway was just, um, well, I'll start. So I worked at a, in the banking space. I worked at Wells Fargo and um, when the whole, you know, everybody getting fraudulent accounts came out, it makes it kind of hard to get referrals. So I decided to, to make a change. And so ended up going to Fifth Third Bank and uh, just didn't quite work out, wasn't exactly what I was looking for. So I, I really wanted to take the time to go through and find a company that really kind of fit me as a person, um, fit not just as a company and that could do loans and, and do them well, but also had a culture that, that uh, could match what I was really looking for. And through a lot of due diligence and a little bit of hand of God, um, it, it became Fairway. Ironically, so it came down to Fairway and, and one other company, uh, that's, that's another big mortgage company. And we had our second daughter was due. So this was December. We were working on this and she was due in February. And one of the, one of the big deciding factors was health insurance. So, so Fairway actually made an exception to make sure my health insurance was in place for the birth of my daughter where the other company wasn't willing to make any type of exception. So, um, that's where things started. I was like, wow, they're going to make an exception for that. I didn't know that. A, I didn't even know that was a possibility. B, man, that really spoke to me from a, they're really willing, they care, right? I'm not just a number. They actually care about me. And and that's kind of where that culture, I started to see that. And, you know, obviously having been here for five years now, I know that's really what Fairway is all about. Wow. That's a, that's really kind of neat to see uh, from the very beginning that you felt the the care of Fairway. Um, and since you've been with Fairway, have you had a chance to see that a little bit more up close and personal as you've been navigating these last five years? Yeah, I would say that's probably the, the biggest secret sauce, if you will. You know, there's there's other mortgage companies that can close loans. There's other mortgage companies that have some of the same tools and things that we do, but there's not another mortgage company with the leadership that we have, not just from a transparency and and decision-making perspective, but actually truly caring about people, you know, coming from the bank world, you're just a number, you know, I mean, 
that's really what you feel like. You're just a, a cog in the wheel of this machine. And when you come to an organization like Fairway, when your input matters, um, but more importantly, people don't just say things. In fact, you see them do it more often than you hear them say it. And I think that is one of the most powerful things about the culture and, and Fairway as a whole is the fact that we don't just talk the talk. We actually do it and then we'll talk about it. And I love that so much. That is, that is really well put. I, when you talk about that, you know, just doing it, you had mentioned before we got on the call about how you want to show your family how service is just normal, that that's just what you do. Um, you love on people, you care for them, and service is just a part of our, your family culture, right? Um, can you just share a little bit about how you feel about that as, as far as you're serving your church and serving your family and a little bit about what you guys do there? Yeah. So, you know, that kind of being the, my, one of my passions uh, is just serving people coming from the fitness industry. It was kind of there a little bit, right. Helping people better their health um, in a, in a way that really solidified this factor for me is, I want to help people in any way I can. And, and yes, I can help people achieve home ownership, which is awesome. And I, and I love that. But I wanted my children to grow up in a place to where it's, it's more than that. It's We can actually make a difference in our communities. And all it takes is time. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm going to write a million dollar check, or I'm going to do these big things or help them build this building. Time is just as important you know, as other resources. And so I wanted them to see that firsthand. So we, uh, yeah, we found an amazing church here in Charlotte, North Carolina called Elevation, um, pastored by Pastor Stephen Furtick and, and Holly Furtick. And the sermons are amazing. You know, the church is amazing. It's a great community, but um, really being able to take that service to the next level. So, so we got involved, my, my wife and I got involved in the kids ministry there, uh, so she runs uh, one of the kids' rooms, and then I do uh, run the team that checks all the kids in. I started a uh, men's group as well. Just that, ironically, there was nothing, uh, no groups available for during the week in the mornings, uh, which is just the easiest thing for me. I mean, weekends are usually for family time, and evenings are also uh, usually my family time. So didn't really want to cut out any of that. So I just decided to, to make a men's group and it's, it's been amazing. And then um, over the past year and a half have, have really gotten heavily involved in the youth ministry as well. And it's just, uh, it's been awesome. It's been amazing. Well, one of the things when I listen to the servant heart that you have and then that you want to pass that legacy along to your children, uh, just reminds me of what makes a fair way is servant hearted people and kind of the, what we do at fairway cares and, just the opportunities to, well, as Louise always says, find a need and fill it. And how can we, you know, love on people going through difficult times is what Fairway Cares does. And, and you have had a difficult time. And I think about all the times that you've served other people and you have your own personal story of impact when it comes to Fairway Cares, when it comes to people coming alongside of you. Um, can you kind of share what happened a couple of years ago with, with your mom? Yeah, absolutely. So I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, my family, and I'm originally from Ohio. So, so I've got a twin sister and my mom that still live there. And um, 
almost four years ago, uh, my mom was, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and at first, she actually kept it from us. She, she didn't really tell us at first. Um, she's a nurse, so she found it herself and knew what was going on. So she has that background. But yeah, I mean, that was, uh, it was something I never navigated before. I didn't really know how to process it. Um, I didn't really, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the outcome. Um, you don't know. There's a lot of unknowns when everything kind of, when I first found out about it, it's just, you don't know where to go. Right. So, you know, initially right off the bat, our, our branch, um, once they found out about that, sent a care package to my mom and you wouldn't think that a collection of, of cups and blankets would really be that important, but just being able to experience the firsthand joy and, and happiness that little things put together for a situation can do um, was really profound for me. It made a big impact on my mom, you know, navigating that on her own, because that was probably the hardest thing for me is, you know, being 600 miles away from my mom, knowing that she's by herself going through this, because my, my sister lives about an hour and a half away from her. And she has my niece, and so it's not like they get to see each other every day. Um, so just knowing that she was, you know, walking through this by herself at night, probably thinking about the same things that I'm thinking about with all the questions that weren't answered and what's going to happen next, uh, it, was, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to navigate until now. I mean, yeah. So let's kind of go back to your mom's. You, you said that your mom didn't share it with you guys right away. Did she, is that her personality or does she not want to bother you or did she think she was a bother or did she think she could hold on to it and navigate it herself? Kind of what was she thinking during that time, do you think? Yeah, she, I actually asked her that ironically. Um, she didn't want to work, she didn't want us to add to our worries um, about her. You know, she, she was not necessarily going to keep it from us forever, but didn't want to add to any additional stress that, you know, me or my sister were going through at that time. So she wanted to just leave that out of the picture and would figure she would bring it up when she was ready to bring it up or when she thought it was going to be a good time. So once she did share it with you, how did it make her feel? Was it a kind of a relief that she finally shared it with you? Did she feel more supported? Do you have any idea? Did she ever share that with you? If what if that made a difference? Yeah, I mean, I can't say she's shared exactly what happened as far as transformation in her mindset or anything like that. I could tell you for sure that it made the weight of it a little easier because she had an outlet to talk to us after a doctor's appointment or after a, you know, radiation treatment or whatever it was, she was able to talk about it and she had somebody that, you know, she could talk through that with. And, and so I think that really did make a difference. You know, I, like I said, I she hasn't really told me, but um, I could definitely tell her spirits were higher even after harder appointments because she was able to talk about it. That's such a good message, though, Trevor, I think, for people to hear the importance of communicating, to have somebody to communicate to, to be there, 
and and maybe from the perspective of your mom the courage to be a little vulnerable yeah and maybe allow people to help you does that make sense yeah and i i think for me um you know one one big thing that i i learned in that is that you know as a person i'm always the guy that tries to fix everything right i think a lot of us can can take on that um and some things just can't be fixed but they're made better by just listening and so being able to learn that firsthand and see it and understand it and say, I, I don't have a solution for this situation. I can pray about it and I can, I can, you know, we drove up to Ohio and uh, the day she got home from her um, lumpectomy, we were there. We surprised her. It was awesome. So let's go back to, you know, one of the things I guess I wanted to, to, to talk about a little bit more was when she received her care package. Sometimes, and I'm not saying this is necessarily in your situation, but sometimes we've seen that when the package is delivered, it kind of opens up a little bit more conversation about the situation and about maybe what they're going through. Did you get a sense that that kind of opened up opportunities for you guys to talk about things a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that I would say that 100% happened, um, especially, you know, after things happen, right after a, a, an appointment or, or something like that, she would just tell us, right? Hey, how'd it go? You know, not just that, but she would also let us know when she's having appointments, which she did not do that off the bat. So that was kind of nice just to know, you know, what's going on? When do you find out more information? When do we know more? I mean, because that's the biggest, the hardest part about navigating, whether you're going through it yourself or, or a friend or family member is just the unknown. You don't know. It's just a lot of waiting. And a lot of that stuff takes more time than you feel like it should. And it's hard. It's, it's just hard to sit there on the sidelines and not really know what the outcome is going to be. Um, so, having knowing when our appointments were 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 nice for us um but it also really helped her again just be able to talk about it and i think that brought a big level of relief in terms of just knowing that she had somebody there you know i mean i know she we're obviously her kids so she knows we're there but we could walk through it together yeah so you come at it from a different perspective from others that I will be having as guests on the podcast. You come from it as, you know, a son and, you know, watching your mother go through this. In your position, do you have any suggestions for anybody walking through this as they journey through this with a mom? Yeah, I would say um, just remember you, you can't fix it. Um, listen, just be there. You know, there, we always want to do a lot of things. And yeah, I mean, you and I just had this conversation not too long ago. And unfortunately, my business partner and one of my best friends, his, his mom just got diagnosed with, with terminal um, lung cancer on top of already going through treatments for spinal cancer. You want to do something, right? You want to try to make it better. But the reality is you you really 
can't necessarily fix the situation. All you can do is just be a son or be a friend or be a daughter or whatever, just be there. And that's all they need. You know, I love that because sometimes we complicate things and, and I'm, I kind of tend to be a doer too. And I think a lot of us are, we just want to do it. We want to fix it. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And so often you go to somebody and say, Hey, what can I do for you? And they can't even tell you because they don't know. And sometimes the best thing is just to be there. Yeah. I think there's, there's so much power in that. And, you know, it, it's just like navigating any difficult situation, whether it's, you know, uh, mental health or, or uh, just a health problem, struggle, whatever it might be, having an outlet just to talk about it just relieves a lot of weight. Um, you know, and being, being able to be there is, is so powerful. And it's something, you know, again, I, we all know that. I think uh, it's pretty, pretty out there, but I didn't understand it. I didn't really grasp how powerful a hug and an ear would be until, you know, going, walking through this with my mom. That right there is powerful. So what I wanted to find out is where is your mom at right now with her journey? Yeah. Um, so they, about maybe six months ago, um, in her checkup, they, they found a, a lump on the other side. Uh, positive news was that they tested it. It's, it's not cancer today, but it is something that they're keeping an eye on. But as of right mm-hmm. now, we're in a good place. That's awesome. That is an amazing outcome and such an encouragement for so many, right? I mean, that's, is she, is she on, um, is she on medication that she has to take for a certain amount of time for the next X amount of months or? Nope. Wow. Not anymore. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so surgery was extremely successful and then, uh, she did some radiation and then, um, yeah, it worked. It worked. So we are in a good place. Well, that is just the best story. Um, and I just want to thank you, Trevor, for taking the time to share the story of impact with with all of us and, and just the scary moments you had with your mom. And it's just such a delight to know that there's such a positive outcome for her. And, and how often do you get to see her? Uh, so she comes down about four or five times a year, and then we go up there one to two. That's awesome. That's good. So quite a bit. In fact, she'll she's coming down um, next week for, for my daughter's. I've got my youngest and my oldest birthdays are two weeks apart um, in date, obviously not, not year, but mm-hmm. um, she's coming down for, she's coming down for those. So uh, the girls are really excited. Obviously I'm excited too. Well, that's great. Well, we just want to say thank you for listening until the end. And thank you, Trevor, for sharing your story of impact, your very personal story of impact with your mom and how Fairway Cares was very personal and um, made a difference for both you and your mom. If you know someone who has been impacted by critical illness, loss of a loved one, or has sustained physical trauma, and you'd like to help brighten their day, please contact us at fairwaycares.org. And if you know someone who would like to be a Fairway Cares champion, which we really didn't talk about, Trevor is a champion, please email me, Sherry Anderson, sherry.anderson at fairwaymc.com.